This is Joey Funk Jr., and you're listening to Count It Out. You get more information, good information, and hard to find in professional wrestling, honest information about the wrestling business. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approved Counted Out with Mike and Tyler, a very special edition today. Mike couldn't be here, but I got a hell of a uh, hell of a fill-in, I guess we could say today. Joining me today is the current NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. He is a former TNA X Division and Tag Team Champion a former Ring of Honor Tag Team and World Heavyweight Champion. Earlier this year, he was inducted into the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. He is the notorious 187 Homicide. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you so much. I feel like I could have taken our whole time together listing off your accolades, man. You've done it all. It's uh, it's quite a career you put together, my friend. Yeah, it's incredible because sometimes I don't feel like I did nothing. Then I hear the list. I hear the years of tearing, grinding. I'm like, wow, I did a lot of stuff. I got to relax and slow down. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about a lot of stuff. I'm already considering this interview a, a big check mark and a big win because I got a famous homicide already. So, like, I'm I'm happy already with what we got going on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start. Let, let's start off with what you're doing right now, man. NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, over 220 days as we're recording this. You're having a hell of a run over there. How did you end up getting in the NWA? And, and just what are some of your favorite moments that you've gotten to do over there so far? Um, It's been incredible. Um, I don't even know when was the last time that I thought about it when I started. Um, I think I started like 2019. Um, a couple of group, a group of men came up to me in the independent show and was telling me, hey, we got a... Uh, a show coming up. I want you and Eddie Kingston to team up. It's called the National Wrestling Alliance. And I'm like, wait, what? NWA? Because I grew up watching that. So to me, it was like a bucket list, like a go. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. And Eddie Kingston is one of my guys. So i like, yo, let's go over there, tear it up, and let's see what happens after that. And I was, I went to Atlanta, Georgia, 2019. And um, I'm here. I'm the champion. I mean, we had little difficulties with the COVID-19. The world wasn't paused, but we back in business and things are doing great right now. It's getting better right now. Yeah, And we got a pay-per-view coming up on November 12th. Um, It's called Hard Time 3. So I can't wait for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a good show. A big main event there with uh, Tyrus, uh, Matt Cardona, and Trevor Murdoch, the champion. I'm sure you're going to be defending your title on that card as well. Everyone's got to tune in for that for sure, right? Yeah, absolutely. My wrestling, Kerry Martin. That's Ricky Martin's son. He's a future legend. But I'm going to hurt him. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Plain simple. <laughs> so I'm going to hurt him. His biggest challenge will be that day. There's going to be a rematch. I already defeated him one time. I don't even know why he got a shot, but hey, man, it's all good. I'm a fight champion, so good luck. I, I like that you mentioned the Morton name because it goes into the next question I wanted to ask you. You got to do some stuff with Ricky Morton. 
which oh, is yeah. amazing. Like, you know, you said you grew up with the NWA. For me, my two favorite time periods in wrestling are the old Crockett NWA days and yeah. the ring, the ring of honor, you know, 2004 to six run that you guys did like 2009, all that stuff. For me as a fan, those are my favorite two time periods. How cool is it for you to get to be sitting there doing stuff with Ricky Morton? Like you got any good Ricky Morton stories right now? Uh, it was so cool. I mean, um, I grew up watching Ricky Martin, but to me, Ricky Martin is part of the greatest tag team of all time. I made a joke when me, Hernandez, the LEX, and Tina Impact, I always tell people I'm the Perican version of Ricky Martin. And people notice why, because the guy is phenomenal, you know. Any kind of story, because a lot of people try to not get away from me, but they want to hang out with me because I get in trouble and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> I did have a match with him. And I knocked him out. And at first, I was like, oh, my God, I just knocked out Ricky Martin, a Hall of Famer. Not only for WWE, professional wrestler. To me, he's a Hall of Famer of everything. And I just knocked him out. This is why Kerry Moyer wants revenge, because I beat up his old man. But um, that's the only story I can tell about Ricky Martin, because we got a respectful bond, you know, like... Of course, man. I'm not a military guy. I got so much respect for the man. I always say, how you doing, sir? Good day, sir. You know, what he did to this business is incredible. And he's changing guys like myself and the guys who was before me doing be better as a, a wrestler. So I can wait for New Orleans for all the time because I'm going to wrestle his son. And his son is the future legend. And he's going to be right in his corner. So it's, it's pretty incredible I'm beating up his son when he's watching. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like a trend that you're doing in the NWA right now of beating up people's sons that you've done work with in the past, right? Because, you know, yeah. let's talk about Colby Carino. You guys have had some wars, but the wow. legendary rivalry that, that you and his dad, Steve Carino, had. How how interesting is that for you that now that you're in the ring with Colby, when, when you had so many battles with his dad, you've probably known Colby since he was, you know, this yeah. Big, right? yeah, I knew Kobe he was three years old. We used to um talk about bitter games. What's his bitter game? Um, I always remember, I think it was 2003, the first time I ever met him. And I uh, was talking about like Dr. Khan and what's your very new game for like Genesis. And a couple hours I beat up his dad because me and his dad we didn't like each other. No, like, but. Now times are different, and I noticed that that I keep beating up the sons of pro wrestlers, Colby, Kerry, you know, the hatred for C. Carino, respectfully for Ricky Martin, but she minds business. But it's just kind of funny that I'm wrestling the sons of pro wrestling. Colby Carino, not only Ricky, he's a future actor, but Colby, he, he got a bright future. Mm. He, he could be better than his dad, you know. Like, I hate his dad. I was happy that Simon would fuck his forehead, but I got so much respect for that dude. If he says the kid up pro, I'm not gonna be one of those guys, man. Screw that guy, man. He's not, nah, man. He's good. He's good. He battered me. He took a stabbing, a real stabbing from a fork for myself. I made this ear deaf. He can't hear no more. He still supporting his family. He still making money. He's a coach for one of the biggest professional wrestling organizations in the world. I got to get him props, but screw yeah. him. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of nailed a bunch of it there. Like, you know, I'll, I'll jump all over the place. I, I like to jump all over when we do these interviews. But, you know, Steve Carino, you guys did barbed wire matches, right? You, yeah. you mentioned you slapped him, you lost his ear. I watched a clip of you taking barbed wire and slicing his arm open. You know, yeah. he choked you out with barbed wire. Obviously, there is that respect there. But when you guys were back doing those matches, did you know that you were on something special with him during that time period? Absolutely no. That's the best thing. But he's not expecting anything, and boom, it's magic afterwards. It's like a movie, one of your favorite movies, man. I had no clue that me and Carino's going to have one of those five-star ratings movies in professional wrestling. You know, like... I consider I will feel like the Godfather. You know, it's a masterpiece. You know, um, the good, good fellas. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to watch Hard Flick? Hey, not my number street. You know, I could go on and on and on, but man, I had no clue at all, man. That that's the best thing about pro wrestling. That everything is a surprise and magic. Yeah, and we're still sitting here talking about all these years later. Something that was so um genuine about what you guys did is you could feel this unspoken you know you mentioned hatred like i hate that guy was there some like actual tension between you guys uh, you know behind the curtains in there and, and it just carried over to make the magic in the ring or i think it was a vibe like i like his vibe he don't like my vibe i had a different scenario of business mind he had a different scenario of a business mind we just climbed the ring and boom you know it became a hatred just like dusty rose and terry funk you know, Holly Race and Ric Flair, all those great legends back in the days. So I think we brought that feud back to pro wrestling. And, yeah, we did that kind of vibe that we like each other. And this happened all the way from Japan. I was working for Zero One. And he was working for Zero One. And it was one of those, like, head knobs, like, yeah, whatever, you know, i see you back in the States or whatever, or Ring of Honor. And I just don't. No clue, it's just a vibe moment, you know. And professional yeah. wrestling, I get on with everybody. I respect everybody. But when you mess with me, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be a good look for you. Because I'm one of those guys who are very passionate. And I'm a, I'm a coach. Now I want everybody to make it. But if you mess with me, I'm going to treat you like Joe Pesci did to those guys at Goodfellas. <laughs> As he a clown, he's here to make you laugh. Exactly. <laughs> Don't no. mess with that, man. Joe Pesci is the scariest heel of all time, man. Good fellas. Exactly. He's God. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I want to. I want to come back to the NWA real quick here. I want to talk about Billy Corgan. What's your relationship like with Billy? Uh, you know how how are you enjoying working with Billy? Um, we don't got like a a special bond. Like I call him, hey, how you doing? Do you saw the baseball game last night? It's just a respectful kind of thing. In the beginning, I don't know. I feel like he was testing me, if that makes sense. Like, do I am with my brain? Because I'm very smart when it comes to pro wrestling. I'm like a wrestling nerd on the down low, you know. And I guess it's all my passion. It's so my, my, just everything. And he loved it. It's like Ali Homicide, part of my team. And Billy Corgan is really a smart individual. He's really a smart guy. I don't care why anybody said, well, look what happened, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man, you got no idea that this guy thinks in the outside of the box. And I like what he's doing. I'm happy he brought back the end of the year. It was really him that brought back the National Wrestling Alliance. He got his own team. I'm part of his team. 
And I'm going to make a promise to him that nobody's going to mess with him because he's a great guy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they, he's really got the NWA back on track. I love seeing that old studio set up again, too. I just think it's such a great throwback done in such a, like, a nice modern twist on it. It's really working, man. You Are you feeling, like, the, the upswing going on with the NWA right now? Oh, absolutely, man. Like, um, first of all, it's a dream come true. Like, I can't believe that I'm part of, of a team. I can't believe I'm part of the junior heavyweight champion. You know, that's I'm I'm all about history. You know, and Endoe is part of history. And I'm just enjoying everything what's happening right now. Yeah, and you know, we were talking a little bit before we started here, and you said you're you're living out another one of your dreams right now. Uh, are we able to talk about this on air? Or are we able to talk about the New Japan Pro Wrestling? We can talk about it, yes. So what's going on? You are you signed up? You signed up with New Japan now as well? Are, are you going to be doing like New Japan Strong? Are you going to be going over to Japan and doing some work? Well, I'm first of all, like yes, I'm not contract with New Japan for wrestling, but it's more like a respect, bubble agreement. I've been doing a couple of shots for New Japan Strong that kind of elevate me to go to the country. You know, and to me, just I don't care what people think. Oh, it, it's strong. It's this. That's like going to WWE and put to NXT. Yeah. Dude, it's still WWE. You know? 100%. Like, you know what I mean? To me, it's the same thing. Now that we got the greats from the country, from the company, the OGs are coming too strong. Then they got people, but strong, who got a bright future. Maybe I'm part of the old heads, the veterans of the of the United States crew, but I'm still blessed. I'm still going strong with New Japan. And New Japan has been a dream of mine too, just like NWA. I always want to wrestle Masahiro Chung, the Great Muda. You know, always wanted to to be in a ring with the signers, even though I did. But in New Japan ring, Scott Norton. Now I'm part of of their group and it's something new you know that's why i'm loving it that they're bringing the country to north america and they're gonna bring the fans to enjoy and, and it man I, i'm having a blast man right now i wrestle willow spray and i gotta give a big shout out to willow spray he's the one demanding a match with myself and Man, I thought it was um okay, and everybody yelled at me in the back like it was perfect. It was good. I can't believe still got it. I don't know what that means, but okay. But uh, after that, I went to Los Angeles to Las Vegas. I saw feuding with Tom Lawler, who's a former great UFC fighter. And man, I feel very confident. The future is bright, you know. And that's the one thing. This is exclusive. You know, I talk a lot of crap. Like turn funk, but I just want to go to Tokyo Dome and that's it for me. You know what I mean? That's all I want to do. You know what I mean? Because I've been doing this for twenty eight years. Man, I've been around the block. I know guys like Minoru Suzuki who's in his fifties and he's happy. That's what I love about him. He's so happy when he joins. I want to be just like that. But my body is telling me something, you know, and I'm gonna give it all. And they end in Japan. You know? And one day, if I do go to the country, I know I might be like, that's it for me. It's time to go behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, like, what a way to go out, though, on, on top living out your dream like that, right? Like, everybody's got different dreams in the wrestling industry, and that's what I love about the wrestling industry, right? Some people, it's WWE. Some people, it's New Japan, right? Um, yeah. 
Are, are you like surprised at, at this point in your career that you're living out your dreams right now? Like, did you kind of think that these were things that were, ah, you know, I, I, I missed my boat on going to new Japan. I missed my boat with the NWA. And now here you are at the, you know, you're, you're still kicking ass and you're still doing it strong in the ring. Like you haven't missed a beat, but are you surprised at this part of your career? You're hitting these goals. Absolutely. Very, very, very surprised because, um, I speak freestyle. Like after my teenage days, um, I used to be so stressed. Why the WF is not calling me WWE, excuse me. All even only wrestling. I got so many friends there, I didn't want appearance. But um, I just don't know. And one day I wrestled Minoru Suzuki. It was September of last year. And I don't know what it is. Maybe he punched me so hard that it kind of woke me up. Then after that. I went to Seattle, Washington for promotion, and something told me, I'm not a religious person, I'm very respectful, but something told me that God is telling me you're not going to get signed on those major promotions. Appreciate what you got right now and have fun. And everything was just hitting me. I'm talking about NWA, New Japan, just everything. And I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care no more. Like, I don't care if WWE is not looking at me. I don't care about Oli Wrestling. Like, I got so many friends at Oli Wrestling, and they're telling me, like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, I wrestled TR last weekend, and they're telling me, yo, what's going on? I got no clue, and to be honest with you, I don't care. You know, because I still got some beautiful skin. I don't want to get too stressed out. I look like the Crip Keeper. <laughs> So I'm good, you know. I'm just happy going with the flow and let's see what happens. Yeah, you know, let's let's stick with all elite wrestling right now. You know, you did your appearance last year, but currently going on with, with them, you got Chris Jericho, Ring of Honor world champion, right? And mm-hmm. and he's go he's going around saying he wants to take out all the former Ring of Honor champions. I mean, former Ring of Honor world champion right here, homicide. You got any yeah. interest in, in in getting in there and, and trying to, you know, mix it up with Jericho? You think the door's open there for you to come in? Oh, of course. I think Chris Jericho is a GOAT, you know, um, girls of all time, you know, but um, I got demands, you know, but I will I will break his legs. <laughs> That's the one thing. I will break him. I'm not no softy, you know. He could bring the light heart, that painkiller, Dr. Suits. I don't care. Just bring anybody. I will crush him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and we saw that Jericho. You know, he got in there with Nick Gage. He did. He did that. You know, violent style. But I think you're a different level than almost anybody out there, a pain maker or not. I think that you'd probably give Jericho all he could handle, my man. Yeah, you ever seen MacGyver back in the days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm MacGyver of violence. <laughs> well you know like and your your legacy speaks for itself too earlier this year we got to see you inducted into the indie wrestling hall of fame um how did you feel when you got that phone call like you know is that is that a big touching moment for you it was touching but um they called me and i was like all right okay whatever but when i got to the stage mind you i got everything in my head what to say my thank yous when i got to say you can see the video i got choked up and I never get choked up. I was like, I can't believe this happened because, like, of course, in my mind, I was saying to myself, I just want to wrestle at Madison Square Garden. For some reason, that right to light me up. And when I got to the stage, man, I, I first of all, I didn't want to curse, and I did. <laughs> you know? And I don't know. I just freestyled it. I just went 
with the flow. Now, I can just call Billy. I still can blend, but to me, it's real. I don't care what anybody say. Oh, this is fake. But I don't care, man. To me, I work my butt to get this thing in. I'm happy. I, I still got the plaque, and man, it's just a blessing, you know, that I'm part of this class. And I'm a Hall of Famer of the independent wrestling. But independent wrestling is my home. You know, mm. I don't care. It's the end of New Japan, WWE. The Indies is my home. That's where I came from. So I'm happy where I'm at right now. Yeah, and you know, I think if anybody is, you know, scoffing at this Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame, then they're not a real fan of professional wrestling because the, the the names that went in with you and the the people that were brought in to do the undecked inductions, like... This was a very well-respected class, and I think that, you know, you being part of that first class has given legitimacy to this going forward for years to come. Yeah, man. I'm Like I said, I'm just so blessed. I'm so in shock about it. Like, everywhere every I go to school, to wrestling shows, everybody just show me some love and some respect. You know, like sometimes I want to feel part of the boys, you know, part of the team, but sometimes they give me so much of respecting like, I can't believe we got a Hall of Famer or a big name or what. Dude, it's never like that. I'm very humble. You know, I really appreciate but I'm part of the team. You know what I'm saying? We all together. And we all try to make some money every year. Oh, we all try to get some goals. Right now, I'm 45. And I'm still trying to get my goals. Even though I got what I want, I still try to achieve my dream. You know, and, and that night for you, too, you just said, I like I, I want to be around the boys. Well, you got to reunite with a bunch of the boys. How much fun did you guys have that night, you know, once the cameras stopped rolling? You don't got to tell any stories or anything like that. But how much fun was it for you just to get back together with that crew of people? It was really fun, man. Like, I, I seen a lot of old school guys. Um, the one that I don't want anybody to say, but I love seeing Punk. Like, I know him as a person. And I do remember he came 2006 when I won the Ring of Underworld title. He got signed WWE. He took a trip to New York City to watch me win the belt. Not only that, he 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 got Jerry Lynn, who's another great guy, got into the class. But just him being in the room, just hanging, hanging and talking old stories and new stories, Man, it was, it was a blessing, man. I was just happy, man. A lot of people talking about, like, seeing Punk as douchebag. He could be a douchebag. He could be an asshole, you know, man. He's a cool asshole to me, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know, man, but Jalen, Ruckus, you know, all those, all those people, man, incredible people, man. That's what we need in this world, positive people, not no negative smuts. You know, whoever negative, they, they got to leave. Absolutely. You don't need that. You Absolutely. don't. Absolutely, man. Uh, I want to stick with CM Punk for a minute here because not only does he do uh, an absolutely hilarious impersonation of you, which I've heard on a couple of his old shoot interviews <laughs> there. <laughs> it's really funny. I, I heard a story that he told um, where he was messing with Gabe about saying that you were going to Puerto Rico and, and stuff like that. I, I was dying laughing listening to it. Um, but there's kind of like a famous folktale. We've, we've talked to a couple of Ring of Honor alumni on here, Jimmy Jacobs, Lenny Leonard, and they all love punk as well. But they all say that uh, the first time you meet them, it's like the asshole CM Punk, you know, first impression stories. Do you, do you have any like kind of first impressions of punk or was he just cool from you right off the get go? He, he was just cool off the bat, you know, like. Man, there's not even like one negative. The only negative is not even negative. Like. I remember I went to his bag. 
I took one of his T-shirts and I smoked the blunt on his T-shirt. And the first thing he said, I'm a sign that was you. <laughs> no, but other than that, man, the first time I met him, he was a terrific guy. Sometimes I don't want to believe what the people are saying, but everybody's saying the same thing. The way I see it, yo, he showed me love. He showed me respect. I'm going to give it back. You know, that's it. Like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I, I don't see no negative things. I, I, like I say, I love punk, you know, so I don't know what the people are talking about these days. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like you guys had such a family bond during that time period. You know, you see all these pictures, uh, you know, from back in the day of you, Punk, Joe, uh, you know, the uh, Ramirez, like all those yeah. guys. Like, what was that? Was that like a big family for you guys back in the, the early days of Ring of Honor? Absolutely. I just feel that, that we part of a, a wrestling promotion. We all together. And we're going to try to get this thing to achieve, to be the best. And Brendan the Honor, we all was a family. I know business come first. Some people left. Some people came by, new people. But we all a family. It, sometimes I feel like, you know, the rumor with the Undertaker, the way he is in the locker room. Well, I'm that guy of Brendan of Honor. And I make sure when we come to our locker room, everybody's going to be good. They're going to be treated with respect. Because, like I say, we all a team, you know. Um, we don't need no negative stuff. Be positive, you know. Yeah. We're all together because we work very hard, you know. And God forbid, if you're a man, you better get hurt. What's going to happen? Because to me, I feel like people like Christopher Daniel, he's like our captain of a football team. I don't want to see him get hurt. If he get hurt... They invest in our pockets, you know what I mean? That's so, it, right? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get you, you know. Same thing with uh CM Punk, he's an ace of a pitcher. Same thing with Joe, he's a captain of a linebacker. We don't want to see those guys guard, you know, because two reasons we love those guys, and also they're the ones bringing that good green, that money to the business. And our we don't want that. So that's why I feel, man. But that's every promo. I'm like the WNWA, man. Everybody's a family, you know. Yeah. If somebody become negative, I'm make sure I'll just throw them out. And yeah. nobody's negative. Everybody is friend friendly. They're all family. I consider them my brothers and my sisters, you know. And whoever's negative, you gotta go. Absolutely, man. You know, and I, I love feeling that passion and that love for Ring of Honor that you have now. Do you think Ring of Honor, it's in good hands with Tony Khan right now? You think he's going to do right by it? Ooh, wow. Great question. You know, um, I'm not going to be negative and be like, man, Tony Khan don't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know. Because you never know what can happen in the rest of the business. Uh, I'm just happy that Tony Khan purposed um, Brenda Vonda. is still alive. Brenda Vonda is a phenomenal promotion. And I'm so happy that he's bringing their legacy back, just like NWA with Billy Corgan. Same thing with Tony Khan and Brenda Vonda. You know, and um, good luck, man. I hope that they will do fine. We need more work for the boys. We need more work for, for the fans out there, not only for one, two promotions. And I really hope Ring of Honor and All In Wrestling is two separate things, you know, because mm-hmm. Ring of Honor is a phenomenal promotion. So let's see what happens. Like, I can't say that, well, Tony Khan's doing a horrible job. I can't because right now the man, he's the only man writing for the company. He's doing okay, so. Yeah. 
you know, I'll I'll give him two thumbs up when we see Homicide in there challenging for the Ring of Honor World Title. How about that? Yeah, and I bust his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back in time a little bit, man. I, you know, we're on Ring of Honor. I gotta talk about Ring of Honor some some more with you here. Uh, can you take me back to that night in New York? You and Dragon, you get the World Championship. Can you try to just put into words what that night was for you and, and the feeling in the building and what you were going through? Um, I know it was one, two, three. I was legit, legit happy because I feel like I finally made it. That makes sense. You know, yeah. other wrestlers, they say, like, you make it when you wrestle at Masco Garden or when you wrestle at WrestleMania. I, to me, my personal opinion, that was 2006. I started in 1994. 1994, all the way to 2006, I went through hell. You know, I did the hardcore. I did everything. I've been through a lot, a lot. Bro. And I want to be part of this elite group that everybody is a fan of. Like People like the CM Punks, the Samoa Joe, the, the, even the Briscoes, the Christopher Daniels, the AJ Styles. I want, I want to be part of that group because I felt like I wasn't. And when I won that belt, I felt like, yeah, I'm elite now. I'm part of this group. Not only I'm part of this group, I'm a badass mofo right now. You know, and I, I felt very, very different in a positive way. I felt good. You know, that was one of my greatest moments of my wrestling. Hit. I've been doing it for 28 years. I did Japan. I did everything. That was one of my greatest moments because... When I pinned Denon Bryan, who was also a great, great wrestler and a future Hall of Famer, Denon Bryan, I feel like I'm part of this group, you know, and I'm legit now. Yeah. Like, nobody can tell me anything now, like, in a positive way. But I tell people, be very confident of yourself. Be good, you know, and I'm very confident that I'm good and a bad mofo. And people think I'm not, test me. You're going to see. And I got plenty of people that test me, be like, whoo. That, that boy, he's good, you know? <laughs> you know, like, dude, I, I team up with Kenta Kabashi. He's one of the gods in Japan wrestling. Tushin Thunder Liger, another one. You know, Mizuru Suzuki, another one. You know, the, my idol, Terry Funk, the list go on and on. You know, my teacher, Manny Fernandez. You know, I'm very blessed and very happy what I accomplished right now. And like I said, man, it's not even over. But yeah, man, for Rid of honor that day, man, that was a great feeling. I what? felt so good. It was so good that I got kicked out of my own party. That's like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. What what's it like standing in the ring beside Kenta Kabashi? Oh, it's a presence. Like the best part was the only that I team over here is like couple like a month ago. I went to uh, United Kingdom. He was there. And he was in the ringside talking to one of the agents. You know, I'm, I'm a respectful guy. I came out to him and said, Kobachi. They call me Homicide. I said, Kobachi, my name is Homicide. And he was like, oh, Homicide, I remember you from Ring of Honor. We teamed up, man. I was like, this dude remember me? Can That's I cool. That's cool. It, it was cool, man. It was, really cool. it was the same thing like I was telling my boy, man, that last Saturday I wrestled FTR. And um, it was for a promotion called Big Time Wrestling in Brooklyn, New York, my hometown. Yeah. And um, Bret Hart was there. And um, 
Bret Hart came up to me and told me, man, I like your style. I like the way you lock up and everything. I'm looking around like nobody's going to believe this. And my <laughs> boy, like, sorry. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Look, I hate the word mock, you know, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still mock. Everybody's a fan, you know what I mean? It just depends how you use it. Yeah. And for me, hearing him, like Kabashi, dude, the fan came out of me. I don't give a damn what people say, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool, I felt. Is it, is it cool for you, though, like, um, to think that you have that effect on people as well? Because, you know, you heard, like, um, Tony Deepin tell us, uh, you know, talk about uh, inducting you, and you could feel that he had that same respect for you. You know, for me, I'm a fan. This is really cool for me to sit down and talk to you. Like, do you ever take a step back and realize that you have that effect on people too? Um, Definitely, uh, maybe, like, three, four days later, I think about it. And I'm like, wow, uh, I can't believe this, you know. I'll be shocked because in my wildest mind, nah. I never no, nah, I'm like, dude, stop it, stop it. And a couple of days later, I got people come to me, you know, I said what you did for my life. I, I was trying to commit suicide. I saw one of the videos, you inspire me by motivation talk and this and that, and boom, you know, like it hit me. Yeah, like, wow, I'm doing this kind of stuff. I'm doing this right now. Like, I feel like I'm from the the grimy streets of Brooklyn. I'm five seven. I'm forty five years old. I'm telling everybody, hey man, if I made it, anybody can make it. I don't want to hear it. No excuses. I hate this catching. I can't catch a break. Don't want to hear it. Just gotta work hard. I did it. I was part of a gang. I was a single father. Oh my god, I have personal stuff when it comes to the law, but I achieve. I beat everything, and I'm still going. For my goals. See, yeah, man, like a couple of days later, I'm be like, wow, that's incredible, man. It's just an incredible feeling, man. I think it's better than money. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. And to me, I feel like what I did, man, is better than money. Yeah. You know, you just mentioned Bret Hart. My favorite line I've ever heard Bret Hart say is, I'm not greedy for money. I'm greedy for respect. I always yeah. thought that was so powerful. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's a crazy feeling, you know, because I've already seen the money, you know, and money stresses you the hell out. Sometimes not good, you know, and they say the money is root of all evil, and it's true. Yeah. If you, like right now, you're okay, but I, I give it to you. you make a million dollars, he comes to snakes. He comes to big-ass friends, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I already talked to you in 40 years. That, that does happen to me right now. Like, I never spoke to you like in 10, 20, 30 years. And now you want to call me because I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So I always say that money is really evil. You got to be careful when you make money. Absolutely, man. I, I think that's great advice to, to, to everyone to hear, right? Yes. Um, I want to talk about Gabe Spikolsky a little bit. Uh, do you have a favorite Gabe story? I I always hear these hilarious stories that Gabe would fly off the handle if the littlest things went wrong. What was your relationship with Gabe like? And do you have a favorite Gabe freaking out story? Um, I love Gabe. I love Gabe. Gabe kind of made me in Red of Honor. Like everything what I did, he just told me like I'm gonna do this, but do it your way. And boom, he's the one that a lot of people doesn't know. I do the fork because of him. Because I do I team up with Adula Butcher was another crazy thing. Like he told me one day, I'm you and Adula Butcher together. And I remember Adula's own video. 
he gave me his own fork and gave me that, okay, that's your new thing. We're going to call it the ghetto fork. And I'm like, really? Okay. And I started using it. It became my trademark. So Gabe is the one that introduced the world to the fork. But um, stories, man, I'm like I said, I'm like a little gangster, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, they don't mess with me. But I did see him losing the temper, going crazy. And uh, I remember um, the day that, if I'm not mistaken, we was feuding with CZW. It was in 2005. And um, first of all, a lot of people don't know this. I don't, I don't want to do nothing but come, come back to his own wrestling versus Ring of Honor. I just want to do my own thing. As, and he told me, D, I'm telling they call me D. D, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, do this, do this. All right, whatever. Right, so I did it. And I remember, man, he was, when my music played and we heard that pop, man, he screamed like a little girl, man. Like, I'm talking about, he, like, he wanted, like, a million dollars. You know, a lot of people say about his temper. He got a very bad temper. I'm I'm talking about he snaps, you know, kicking boxes and everything. <laughs> but when it comes to happiness, man, he was doing jumping jacks, all this nonsense. He was so happy, man. But I don't got no crazy story about Gabe, man, because Gabe always watched my back, you yeah. know, like, always take care of me and my boy Judah Smokes. Now, when it comes to the Rock Wilders, we was like the legit guys of the Dully Boys when it was ECW. That's what we was in, in Ritavana, and nobody don't mess with us. So he was just take care of us, and I was thankful Gabe for them, and uh, he's still my boy. And I'm yeah. happy that he's doing big stuff in WWE. Yeah, I think he's one of the, the most underrated minds that the business oh, has had in the last absolutely. 20, 30 years, man. The the booking in, in that time period that you just talked about is some of the, my favorite of all time. I saw this movie called The Kid New York. It was Christopher Watkins. Okay. Well, there, there's scenes that he says, you're welcome. That's what Gabe should be doing right now because he made rid of honor. God bless his soul, Doug, the other guys in the back, but Gabe is the one that made Brendan Bonner the way it was right now. Absolutely. You know? So he needs to go to people and say, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it kind of blows my mind too here and you talk about that you didn't want anything to do with the, the CZW feud because you ended up being like the big focal point at the end of it and you had the big moment and, and whatnot. Were you surprised, like looking back at that time period, that both of those companies were able to put any type of ego aside and just do business together? Because that's one of the best angles I've ever seen done in, in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm very confident. Well, I people don't know that I got a lot of friends and comebacks on wrestling. So I knew that this is going to be something special. But I don't, I don't want to part, be part of that story. I want my own story. And like I say, like, um, a couple of guys telling me, uh, Gabe was telling me, I'm telling you, I'm sorry, do it, do it, do it. And suddenly I'm like, all right, whatever, let me do this. You know, and I, fe I felt that pop in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I was telling my boy, like, joking around, man, I feel like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the way he's coming from Texas, you know, Dude. it was so cool. <laughs> 100%. And all that, man. Jay couldn't whip my ass in the end. So it was kind of cool that, that the pop was up, 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 and Jim Quinnett just bring it down to F you to those people. You know, you're not going to get what you want. And I hate to say this, but I love Jim Quinnett, but that's <laughs> not the story. 
<laughs> well, you guys, you guys did great business after that cage of death match. That was a great swerve. But take take me to the cage of death match, man. What were you feeling when your music hit and you made the entrance? That match was so violent. What do you remember about that match? Oh, like, man, like, I'm just going to beat everybody heads up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you want to homicide? Like, the first of all, they tell, the original guy was telling me, like, we want to homicide. All right, if you want me, that's going to be my way. I don't know if you see the teams. I gave by the four down tag. It was very violent. It was like my kind of world. And for CGW, it's like don't sleep on me. You know, even though the the violence is ultra, but just don't sleep on me because I still got it. I think that day I still got it. Like I get Nate Weber, cop killer, whatever you call it in, in wrestling, uh, cop killer to the bar board. You know, and none can be violent than that. You know, yeah. like. But it was crazy. It was one of those like, be ready. I'm gonna kick some ass, and that's what I did. You you get like the that goosebump vibe feeling going when your music hit during that match, and the place just exploded. Like, what were you feeling emotionally? Uh, you know, or are you just in the zone, ready to just fuck somebody up? I was like, I kept up doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, age, when the way because I noticed, like I said, I'm a fan of everything. I saw JJ Dillon. That I noticed that I'm doing something with Jim Cornette because I'm a fan of the old school wrestling. Then you got people like Chris Hero that I like, you know, Claudio, uh, Nate Webb, BJ Wimmer, Anna Pierce. You know, if you look at the people in the ring, A still, the people in the ring, we talk about heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wasn't thinking about that. Then when I saw the tape, I like, I guess I was kind of happy that I did it, you know, because. To be in my personal opinion, I don't want to do anything that is kind of funky that nobody's not going to remember. Yeah. That day, people, we still talking about it. It's incredible. Like, it's it's like a movie, like I was saying. It's like a movie. We bring that magic, you know. I had confidence that CGW, um, I got a lot of friends at a company. They're going to do good, you know. Mm. Of course, not about everybody said, well, that's not the real CGW. We're going to get Nate Webb, Trin Asset, blah, 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 blah. Man, you don't know what's going on behind the picture. Just like myself, I don't want to do it. You know, there's a reason why I didn't want to do it. I want most stuff. And finally, there wasn't a backing for me. It was just one of those, like, I'm telling you, you should do this. I give it to you, you're going to be happy. And it was right, especially Gabe. He was right. I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy I'm part of history right now. I always love that moment. And now that I've got to talk to you and, and I feel your love for that NWA style of wrestling from back in the day, I love the moment when you make your entrance and, and you just make eye contact with J.J. Dillon. And he just opens yeah, the yeah, door. But you're like, that's got to be cool for you, man. If you're you're such a fan of that time period, that's J.J. Dillon, man. Well, actually, that was the fact coming out. Like, oh, okay, that's when it really hit me. But I like eye to eye with JJ Dillon. Because to me, it was like, you are the guy that I should hate. Rick Flair, Tony Blanchard, all those guys, you know, the boss, but beat up Dusty Rose thing. I used to hate those guys so much. So when I saw JJ Dillon and Rick Side, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to destroy your crew. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You want to bring the butter. But some reason, I was saying, I'm going to destroy you. I was thinking about horsemen. I don't know why. But like I said, that man came out of me. And I came in that ring, like I said, man, all business. The first shot was, of all people, one of my boys, Eddie Keys. That was the first shot. Yeah. Then after that, Hero, Claudio, everybody got hit. 
Yeah, you know, you had such great visuals during that feud as well. Like you and Necro Butcher and the match with all the chairs in the ring. Like that's crazy stuff, man. Like that's crazy stuff. I got in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the, was that a homicide call on the fly? Throw the throw the chairs in the ring, everybody. Yeah, and also I got karma because I people don't know about this. That happened. I got trouble, and the next time I did it was in Chicago. And I wrestled Conquabana. I did the same thing. But the chair hit my eye. And I, and I went to the hospital and put some stitches in my eye. And I was laughing like, that's that's karma. That's payback. <laughs> oh, man. I, I could keep talking Ring of Honor forever with you here. But I want to kind of move on. Before I move on, though, I, I've talked to a lot of fans. You know, we're, we're wrestling fans at heart. And a lot of people were upset at the time that you didn't have a longer title run with the with the belt. Is that something that you you think you could have done a little bit more with it, or you just didn't give a shit and you were just happy to have that moment and win the belt? There you go. Just, you just gave my answer. <laughs> I didn't care. To me, in my personal opinion, it was uh, trying to get the belt. That story, you know? When I got the belt, and boom, I got it. So what's next? And, of course, I thought about it like, okay, what's next? I need to defend it, you know? But I really think, in my personal opinion, I lost it to Moshima. And I was the first one to make Japanese wrestling come to America mm. to, to Ring of Honor. Because I was the first guy. So it's almost like, let me lose the belt to this guy. He brings all his friends, and, and, and it happened. But I think I have more fun to build up. Get, get the belt in New York City. And after that, I wrestled Chris Hero, Jimmy Ray, Moshima. I defended good. You know, it was a short, maybe two, three months. But, man, I'm happy, man. I'm like Jake the Snake Roberts. You know, I'm over no matter what. Yeah, you didn't no need belt. it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, you know, and then from around this time period, you were doing, uh, you went to TNA. Were you a little like, um, you know, not pissed off, but were you a little bit upset that TNA kind of pulled the plug and wouldn't let you guys do Ring of Honor shows as well? Or do you just get it? It's business and it is what it is. No, no. After, um, I think I need to move on. And I remember Cornet was telling me that we're going to do a new thing. I want, I want to be part of it. And I said, okay, I got, I need to move on. I want to, I want to, um, see other projects in the world and everybody's telling about the wrestling game because a lot of people don't know the wrestling is stressful but it's a lot of hard work so i'm gonna try it and i did it and i was happy with tna after hulk hogan and uh all those people came that's when everything went down and yeah. i didn't care i got released and when they released me i did uh okay now hello yeah, like you said, you're Jake the Snake. They don't want you there. You're over enough. You go exactly. anywhere. It doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Uh, let's let's talk about LAX. Incredible stuff. You, you, Conan, Hernandez, you guys just had such a different vibe going than anything in wrestling at that time. Where where's the the brainchild behind that? And and you know who who kind of put all that together? Oh, it was it was more like Conan's the brainchild, and I'm the enforcer. No, meaning like no, we want LX to be a family. The way the way the horseman was, and now I remember it was me and Apollo, and Apollo had difficulty times on his flights. So it's bring somebody named Machete. His name is Ricky Vega, a Florida wrestler from the Independence. And I think the bosses they like him because we were the same height. They want somebody like the Twin Town. They want yeah. Apollo and Hernandez. And Connor's like, nope, I'm telling you, homicide is one of the realest person. I need homicide. 
Let's okay, let's make it more like the Hall Foundation. Let's put Hernandez and Homicide. And the first time I saw Hernandez, we just clicked. Boom. We just clicked. I'm talking about like he was a pretty boy and I changed him up. I told him, What's your fan movie? He said, I like prison movies. All right, you're going to watch American Me and Blood and Blood Out. Look at them right now. So we had a phenomenal time. A lot of people don't know we are the first Latinos and the Tag Team Champions. Wow. We, we did a lot of history, man. We did so much good, and we're not finished. Because we all going to unite. We all going to do a little tour. Um, but Connor was the brainchild. And yeah. after that, I took over. And the rules is, when it's like a real game. Like, you're with us. You leave us, then something's going to happen to you. Yeah. So How... right now, that's just going on with this kid named Danny Limelight. I don't know if you know him. I know Danny so, Limelight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my new view for also New Japan Pro Wrestling because he's with Tom Lawler. And me and Tom don't get along. But Danny was with the 5150. 5150 is LAX, you know, and he left us. So, like, oh, again, left, it's like the mafia. Left us, going to get got. That's so it. that's going to be my next thing. I'm going to go after him for, for doing that. I wouldn't like to be in his shoes right now, man. Let me tell you. I've been watching yeah. a lot of your stuff the last couple of days. Prepare for this. I don't want to be anybody close to Danny Limelight right now. No, nah, man. He likes to dance a lot. He likes to drink, go to street clubs. Well, before the day I find him, he better be, he better go to every strip club, he better party, and have some blessings to his family because it's not gonna be good. Uh, let's let's talk about Conan a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously you're a student of the game. You love professional wrestling. How how excited for you to get to be paired up with Conan and do work with him? Oh, very excited. That's the first thing that happened. Like I got into to me he's a, he's a legend, Mexican legend, the whole court of Mexico, and. I was, the first time I met him was in Puerto Rico, and we clicked. Well, we had a match. It was me and somebody else against Ron Killers and, and Cornet, and we just clicked. We just talking, BSing, telling me I got a new project. A lot of people don't know about this, but I did a reality show, and Mick Foley was on the venue. And I think I wrestled Cork Banda and had the crowd in my hands. And Mick Foley came up to me. He was like, Vince will love that, what you did. I don't know what you're talking about. It's all the race, you know, like everybody's together. That's what I did. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But that's who I am. I'm not about those, those racial guy, kind of guys. But Mick Foley was like, I'm going to give you his number. You give him a call and listen, what's up? All right, cool. And um, that day, Corn told me the same thing. Hey, man, this is my number. Give him a call. I'm doing a new project. So I was picking. Which one? And I picked 10 I'm with Conan, and we became more friends. We like legit real friends, not business. When it's about business, like I don't want to hear it. You know, yes. like, how you doing, man? How how's everything? How's life? How how's your hood? You know, like that's where we talk. You know, when it comes to like the new, but of course we talk about wrestling, but it's more like yo, can you talk to such and such? I'm gonna bring him in to the company so anyone that's listened to our show you know we've been doing this for about two and a half years now they all know i'm a tag team wrestling guy that's my thing i love tag team wrestling i don't think that there's anything more beautiful than a, a well-executed tag team wrestling match to me i haven't seen a lot of better tag team matches than lax against aj styles and christopher daniels those matches do you think that they kind of establish lax as a force like going forward like what do you remember about working with those guys i think it was more like the people saw it and they be like, "Oh my God, these guys are like legit." 
you know, because Chris Daniels and G Styles, man, at the time, man, it's one of those, they're going to have a bright future. And look at them right now. They're future Hall of Famers. But when we wrestled them, yeah, they put LX in the map. Because it was one of those, like, man, these guys are legit. They're part of something, and we want to see more. So I got to thank AJ Styles and Chris Daniels about that. Because, yeah, man, definitely. They, those guys, they put LX in the map, especially me and and Hernandez. Yeah, you know, you guys did, what, Ultimate X matches, street fights, steel cage matches. Done the right way, you know what I mean? That was a yeah. good cage match you guys did. I, I I gotta ask you though about the other big cage match that you guys were that you guys did with the Dudley Boys, electric steel cage match. What were you thinking when when you saw kind of like the execution of how they were gonna pull that off? Because you know, I think that might have been one of those good ideas on paper, but it didn't really work out like on screen, right? Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Let's be real. It was bad. Um I think it was one of those we had. All right, do you ever see the FMW with the explosion and with yeah, somebody yeah. hit the kid? So that's the original plan. But somebody forgot the the technician and back in Florida. Forgot, forgot, I think it was Detroit. It was somewhere. And somebody forgot the, the box. The box was all about putting this little gimmick to the cage and whoever hits it, boom, explode. So we had plan B. And plan B was horrible. And plan B was we're gonna press this button and it sounded like a video game. Yeah, blink lights. It was, it was really bad. And if you looked at the tape, all of us was laughing, you know. Because the one thing about myself, like the Dully boys, come on, Dully. I don't care, Dully. We, is there? The Timmy didn't say they, they are wrestling, you know. Mm. And and it's for myself. Like I want to do good with these boys, you know. And I think that match, not that it wasn't good, I think the gimmick wasn't good. Yeah. The match was still good. I just tell people, just picture it with no cage, no electricity at all. Just look at the match. Look at the individual and let's see what happens, you know. Yeah. And I just seen it for myself, and I liked it. But when it comes to the gimmick, I know for myself, a lot of people don't want to see electric cage match and it wasn't it was like some nintendo 64 cage match or something yeah. oh. that's right because you guys had a bunch of other good matches outside of that cage match, and you guys had real good chemistry together but yeah i just oh, yeah. you know as a performer that must be tough for you to like kind of work around something like that right does that challenge you like do you take that as a challenge or you just kind of like it is what it is laugh it off and move on to the next thing yeah yeah <laughs> that's not that just laugh it off but it is what it is you know it depends on what kind of match of a great challenge, but that match was more like, oh my god, really? This happened, you know? And we just laughed it off, and we're gonna give another great one the next yeah. time, and we did. Yeah, absolutely, you guys did. I, I definitely think too, one of the most underrated feuds that Impact Wrestling has ever done is with, uh, you know, between you, Hernandez, Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Conan, when you guys kind of did LAX versus LAX. Um, yeah. How cool was it for you to come back and just work that program? You know, you're tight with Conan, you're tight with Kingston. I, I'm pretty, like, are you guys tight with Santana and Ortiz as well? Like, was that just a great thing for you? Like, Yeah, well, I mean, at the beginning at first, um, the producer was Sanjay Dutt. And I love Sanjay. I love him. He's the one who made the match, that feud, spectacular. Of course, 
In the beginning, it was like, how about we do a few? LAX, like the Midland Express, the Midland Express. At first, I was like, nah, I don't want to do that, you know, because I have my own demand. Then me and Conan talked about it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And plus, Mike and Angel sent out to them, they're my boys, you know, the, I mentored those guys. So I want to pass the torch and I want them to be more successful. So I said, screw it, let's do it. You know, and we did it and we had a great few. The only thing I did not like is how we left. You know, I think we did so much, so much for the company is the way we left. I didn't like it at all. Our last match, if I'm not mistaken, was Pentagon and Phoenix. I think we should do more leaving in the company. But, but it was what, just picture this. It was just one of those. We could do a few and you leave it. That was it. I like that's like a one night stand to a girl, a hot girl. Like you get a one night stand and that's it. Yeah. That's what we felt. And I felt like we was being used. You know, and I don't mind. Like if you go to my social well back in the days, if you go to my social network, my Instagram, I said that I did a shoot. I ain't did it for your guys. I did it for them. And I did it for Satana OTs. I ain't did it for Impact Wrestling. I never did it for Cornet. You know, I did it for them. You know, and I just feel that we should do more. And it kind of sucks that it just leave myself and Hernandez on the dry and not happen. The good thing that happened right now is that Eddie Kingston is a top guy in only wrestling. To me, he's a future heavyweight champion in only wrestling. Santana is going through personal drama right now with injuries. Ortiz, he lost weight. He's doing good. You know, and then let's see at the United Kingdom right now, he's tearing up. But myself, I'm still here. You know, so the good thing is that when we left, we got something like a back plan. We got something. But I did not like the way we left. That's yeah. only the negative thing I could say about that company that I did not like the way we left. It was more like the users to put it over guys. And that's what I said on Instagram. I ain't did it for impact i did for satanic tees and i'm still like that to this day yeah no that makes sense that makes sense uh, are you a little bit like yeah i'm not disappointed but you know Santana Ortiz. i don't want to get into any of their personal stuff i don't know them it's not my business but you know they're not teaming up together anymore you and hernandez did so much you give them you know you gave them the lax the rub and all that it's a little bit disappointing that they're not together teaming up anymore for you Nah, it's not what they're gonna get back together, you know. Like right now, like Tennant's going through a knee injury, he's very ugly right now. Um, Ortiz doing his thing, um, lost a lot of weight. He, he like he still gotta go, it's like a, like a train, gotta go, gotta go. He can't stop, you know. So, I never believe what the dirt sheets are talking about. I don't believe none of that, you know. What I mean, um, I believe that those two is gonna unite. It always happens. And it's crazy. A pro wrestling, something's going to happen. And those two, something's going to happen. And it's gonna, they're going to create magic. I guarantee this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I can't thank you enough for, for taking all the time today. I, I could sit here and talk to you for another two hours, man. I feel like we just barely scratched the surface. We'll have to try to do this again in the future sometime. Uh, the last question I always like to ask everybody Um you know, with all that you've done in your career, do you have moments that are just for you that you can look back on and they just make you happy? You know, it could be an interaction with a fan. It could be a big match. Just just something that you look back on. And you're like, damn, man, that's really cool. 
Um, I feel like every time I go to a company like NWA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, GCW, everything, like the wrestlers, they come to me like, hey, man, how you doing, Hamasai? Everything's good with you? The most simple stuff ever. They want music hits, people go crazy. I can say F you and this and that, and they still go crazy. You know, like, to me, that's one of the most humble, appreciate things that I really love. Like I say, uh, these days, man, I don't care about the million dollars, man. I, I care about the respect thing. A lot of people show me love. There's a gentleman telling me, and the keys is one of them, telling me um, how much I deserve his flowers. At first, I'm like, how you know about that? I don't know if you know about that. Because I told my son the same thing, and he didn't get it. But we say in the streets, like, yo, you deserve to get your flowers. That means, like, like going to a, a, a opera, you know, in Spain. Like, yeah, okay, you yeah. did a great and boom, same thing, you know. I told Masala what he did, but the hardcore star, you deserve your flowers. So any kids tell me, like, Homicide needs his flowers. And I'm like, why? And he's, he he yells at me, like, dude, you know what that? He tells me I'm the king of New York. I hate that. I'm not the king of New York. And he always yell at me, <laughs> like, you're the king of New York, so you need to stop. So I really appreciate the people treating me, especially my coworkers, the staff, and the rest of the family. Even though you don't like me, you still support me, no matter what. You can say, F you, I'm going to say, I don't like you. Yeah, but you're still saying my name. So take out the dick out of your head. <laughs> you're still thinking about me. So I'm ready. 28 years. I'm 45 years old. I feel like Ricky Martin right now, but I'm still here, man. And I'm happy. I'm tra- I'm still traveling. And I'm happy to go home to see my little baby. I, I don't it, know if that's... that's... <laughs> nah, that's, that's the biggest win of all, man. That's the biggest win of all. Yeah, I'm just happy, man. Like I say, man, I just I feel like only wrestling should call me pay, man. Then I call me, screw them. I don't care that I'm doing good. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll tell you what, I'm gonna start manifesting it. I want to put it out there. You mentioned it. Let's manifest homicide getting his flowers at the Tokyo Dome. How about that? Let's put it out to the world. I would love that, man. I would love that. (laughs) Oh, I love it, man. Dude, thank you so much. You have any social media, anything you want to plug before we wrap it up? No, I think I'm the biggest herb. The only the, the person who got no Twitter, but <laughs> on Instagram side, I love 5150. And I always say to support NWA, support New Japan Wrestling, support your podcast, support independent wrestling, support professional wrestling. Screw the negative, go with the positive. Absolutely. That's it. I can't think of a better way to take it home on that one. On behalf of Homicide, My name is Tyler, and you have been counted out.